Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. We are financial advisors with Tricord Advisors, and we are here to help people make smart decisions about their money. Jeremiah and I are certified financial planners and come alongside our clients as fiduciaries. Jeremiah is also an attorney, and when needed, he helps our clients with estate planning, business succession, and other similar things. If you'd like to know more about us or in as well as our firm, you know, I really encourage you to go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Now, every week, what we do is we divide our program into three parts. The first part is what we refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, in the first segment of the program today on a retirement update, we're going to talk about something, Jeremiah, that we've talked about a lot, and we see it as a problem in the industry, and that is insurance products by and large, but particularly annuities. And there's been a massive amount of uh, sales in annuities, particularly fixed and index annuities, but we, we think they're poorly understood. We think that people are not really getting the fair, clear understanding of what annuities are, and particularly in this day and age. And the biggest issue is they're giving up liquidity. I mean, we've seen we've seen a lot of abuses in this particular area, haven't we? Yeah, the the driver of this is fear, and there's yeah. a lot of that going on. I mean, a lot of people say they're, they're looking to protect their investment. They still want some growth. They're concerned about inflation, and they have a fear of either running out of money in retirement or running fearing that their their money just won't be enough. You know, it's just not going to be there. And so the question is, how do you deal with this? You know, historically, you know, we'll talk about this a little more in the next segment. People would build a portfolio that was heavy in bonds and right. say, this is stable, this is fine. Um, but bonds have not held up the way that, that we would like or many people would like. And so the question then becomes, what do we do? Right. We have this fear, we have this concern. And so annuities, I mean, you're, you're right, the sales of annuities have skyrocketed. And again, the fear of the fear of losing is a is a motivation that salespeople really grab onto. Mm-hmm. And they really hammer in on the point that this particular product will not lose principal. And they don't talk about what the rate of return on capital is. They don't talk about the lower rate of returns that insurance companies are paying out to insurers, to participants. And if you look at the longevity aspect, if somebody's coming out of retirement, let's say before 65, they could have anywhere from 30 to 40 years that this annuity product will be locked into underperforming assets, basically. Yep. yep. And But the benefit, like you said, is it takes away that fear that you'll outlay right. this money. That money won't potentially be as much as it could be otherwise, but it's still there. So the interesting element of this is Wall Street is always, and insurance companies are always creating new products. Right. Yeah, and they may not be, they're what you want. They may not be what you need, but they're what you want. It's, it's similar to, you know, a kid, you know, I have a number of kids, but a kid going to a cafeteria and picking a cookie. 
Of course they want a cookie. Sure. That's what they want. It may not be what they need. It may not be what's best for them, but it's, it's what they want. It looks, looks uh, fantastic. So I think as advisors, we come along our clients and kind of help them pick broccoli and chicken <laughs> or what, you know, whatever, whatever it may be to say it may not be their favorite, but it is the best for them in the long term. And, you know, the client can make their own choices, of course, but, but advising them, okay, this is the impact this will have. On them. Yeah. And I think, I think from my perspective, annuities, you know, there's some people that just absolutely are opposed to annuities. I'm not opposed to them, but in this current environment, you can't, you can't justify a position, a large position in an annuity and say that should be the primary holding for yeah. your retirement because yeah. of the rate of return. No, that's right. I guess a good example, we had a, a we have a client that they uh, were kind of burned in the market years ago. They, right. they were over and more risk than they realized. And they advised right. they had at the time, um, didn't do any favors. You had a too risky of a portfolio in stocks. And so after that, they didn't want stocks. They want to stay away from stocks. And so the next advisor they had in the chain, <laughs> the chain of advisors, the next um, put them in annuities and use that. I, I would say the fear selling that you yeah. mentioned to say this is what you need. And they put at the time, gosh, ninety percent of all their assets into these annuities with some of them seventeen year lockups. Yeah, I just was, I mean the commission. Fees. The commission that the salesman made was honestly was atrocious. I mean, yeah. based on the risk level that he's put these clients. In. Yeah. So on one side, at that moment, they felt secure that they had these annuities. They're going to have this income. Great, and they slept easy for a while. But now they're still within this period of then since become our clients, they're it's still in this period of their money's locked up and they're worried about inflation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a reasonable worry, but they have no assets that are available to to deal with that, you know, to either be yeah. indexed or to invest. Yeah, and the client I that you're referring to, I remember the conversation and they said they want to get the money into something that would would you know hedge against inflation. And I went, you're locked up. And I said, so to pull money out of this to, to do a surrender, it was going to cost them anywhere from 10% or more yeah. of their principal dollars to do that. And it's just, just wrong. Worth it. Yeah. So the, the, the big item with annuities and currently what we're seeing, you know, interest rates are low. So people who are trying to get into annuities now, it, it's not the best time. You don't have you know that much bang for your buck. Um, you do get the, the, the certainty that I will have this stream of income, you know, potentially for the rest of your life, you know, what kind of product you get. However, the return on capital, like you mentioned, I mean, the stock market, the S&P last year was 30% right? Um, in, in that ballpark. And so to, to lock into it. And this year we're tracking close to, depending upon what level of risk you are, you're well above 10% and you could be north of 20, 25%. We'll see how the market ends this year. Yeah. So someone who locked into a, you know, a 6% annuity, you know, a 4% annuity, something that they, they, they see at the moment as being good. But with current interest rates, it's, it's significantly underperforming the market. Yeah. And again, I, I would, if you're, if you're in the, if you're at a situation right now where you think you need to get an annuity or you've been talking to a salesperson that's really promoting it, do yourself a favor and talk to a fiduciary. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not opposed to annuities and we have avenues to get to annuities that are commission free. Okay. In other words, you have a greater deal of liquidity. You can change down the road if it doesn't fit your needs and uh, creating a, you know, a diversification in your portfolio that's worthy to what you really need in your retirement. Yeah, I mean, I think fiduciary advisors, a key aspect is this holistic, not just looking at what, what product can I sell you or, or what thing could you use, but to look at your whole life. You know, if mm-hmm. a portion of your assets are in annuities and provide that stability, that's wonderful. Right. You know, if all of your assets are locked up, that's highly risky for, you know, the house needs a new roof, something along those lines. I mean, social security is, you know, almost a pension that most people receive. And to add on to that with an annuity to have a similar pension, that, that can add a lot of people's security for the rest mm-hmm. of their lives. Right. However, it, it, there's a place, you know, and it, it, right. it's not every client 
can or should have is news. But like I said, they look like cookies. They look good. They look, they, they fill this fear hole that people have that they're concerned of what's going to happen. And annuities seem to fit the bill, but uh, it, it's a little more complex than that. So I think yeah. we need to really consider um, if, if that's the best choice. What really, what really um, rubs me is that the salespeople make it sound like it's really simple, but by and large, annuities are very complex instruments. There's a lot of moving parts to them. And you don't find out about the negatives until it's far too late and you can't get out of them without having some really, really heavy penalties. Look, you know, if you'd like to know more about this and you want to talk to us, we'd be more than happy to sit down and talk with you and show you from a fiduciary standpoint what is best for you. Stay tuned for our next section. We're going to talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned. He can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that we refer to as tactical asset management. You know, Jeremiah, we're just coming off. We were at um, California Baptist University talking to uh, students and they're, they're in the finance department. And we were talking about portfolio construction. It was, I thought it was a very constructive time, but you, myself, and then Chris Marsh were in that. And, um, you know, looking at students that are in their late teens, early 20s and talking to them about investing. And of course, I was the oldest person in the room. So it was really interesting to kind of talk about what was the ideal portfolio construction. And I thought mm-hmm. you did a really good presentation about return and risk. But everybody wants to set it and forget it. Everybody wants to have an easy solution to asset selection and just say, here, put it in there and it's done. And what we're finding, that's just not the way it is. Yeah. And and the world (laughs) is changing. I mean, most people who are in in the investment space, they're using what's called modern portfolio theory. But modern (laughs) came out of the 1960s. You know, things have changed. And you know, one of the elements that the professionals you know, talk about in kind of these um, trade groups is does the, the 70, 30, 60, 40, do those portfolios still hold up? When I say that, I mean, you know, a portfolio that's 60% bonds, 40% equities, you know, stocks, is that still something you can just invest in and know that there's, there's security? And there's been, um, I guess I say, flaws with the model you know, right. from when it first came out, when it kind of took over as, as the way people manage money to today, you know, bonds have not performed the way that, that people would have liked. They didn't provide that buoyancy. And another aspect is, is the stock market is changing. You know, for example, you brought out and you showed that, you know, bonds typically are an investment that you want to kind of counter stocks. So when stocks would go down, bonds would be level or go up. So they kind of create this balance. But in March of last year, when we got hit with COVID, bonds did the exact same thing that stocks yeah. did. They yeah. just they went they correlated together. They went right down, yeah. which defeated the whole purpose of diversification with bonds in a portfolio. Yep. 
And then I guess to compound on that, once we hit the bottom, stocks made a massive rebound and yeah. did not come back at the right. same place. Right. So for, for people who might've had a 60, 40 portfolio, cause that's their advisory put them in years ago. Um, they probably felt March more than they should have. March right. 2020. They probably felt the pain of that, of seeing their portfolios fall and then just slowly plotting to come back. And they didn't come, yeah, they didn't come out of the, out of the downturn. Cause this was a very quick, this was a very quick recovery. I mean, we're talking when the Federal Reserve came up and started pumping money into the system and the government started sending out in, you know, basically entitlement checks to everybody across the board. Uh, the stock market recovered very quickly. I mean, it caught most industries flat footed. They just they had shut down everything. And all of a sudden they there was this huge demand for their products and services. Yeah, it came right back. And I mean, earnings have been coming out the last few weeks. Um, and people are still doing well, even you know, well into 2021. Um, I say people, I mean companies, these big Fortune 500 companies are still having strong sales. But yeah, the recovery from March of 2020 upwards was um, striking. And people who had high bonds <coughs> portfolios probably didn't participate. So it makes us wonder, you know, going forward, you know, is our bonds the, the most effective thing to hold in the portfolio? Yeah. And I think um, for us, we've had a lot of conversation and I think it's really interesting because I had a perspective last night that my age versus your age plus the age. And then you take the age of the students mm-hmm. that we're listening to. You have almost three different generations and we've seen the market change dramatically. And, you know, it's not it's not my marketplace. It's not my father's marketplace. Mm-hmm. It, there's a lot of different dynamics that are going on right now to build and maintain a successful portfolio. Yeah. I think with that, you know, us as well as any other firm to, to keep up with the market, um, you have to still be active. You know? Right. You can't just say that this is what we did. This is what we're supposed to do. Um, you know, you have to keep following it. We talk a number about, you know, cryptocurrencies or mean stocks or just the, the growth that happened last year. I mean, Tesla, does not pay out a dividend. Right. Tesla had massive growth. Will they into the future? You know, there's all sorts of questions there, but you know, for someone to kind of stick their head in the sand and just say, well, this is the way I've always done it. This is what I want to do it. They're going to get left behind. Right. And so I think people who are actively looking at the market and considering what is the best place to be, not to be risky and just pursuing growth, but saying, you know, for our clients, we're looking to be stable. You know, what is stable growth? What is stable, um, reasonable progress towards their goals? You know, we don't run, you know, a, a get rich quick scheme. You know, the, uh, there's none of those that really work. And we don't want to be in that part of the market. Yeah, we don't want to be considered what I consider gambling. And yeah. a lot and a lot of these, um, a lot of these stocks now, I would say that they bridge on, they come very close to what I call gambling. Yep. You know, not investing, but gambling. They're yep. taking high risk. Yeah. And to take the, so the one side of the spectrum is you just jump into the latest, hottest thing, right. thinking you're going to make your profits in six months. Then the other side of the spectrum is, is you stay to what was, true 10 years ago. Right. I don't think either of those are the right way to go. It, it's really synthesizing how is the market different than it was and how can we best position yourselves or people to kind of um, move forward in a reasonable way to make progress towards their, their goals. Yeah. One of the things that we do, um, you know, one of our logos is planning by planning by the numbers and we look at the asset flows. I think it's something very unique in that we see the different sectors and there's like about 20 different sectors you look at and you see where the money's going. And we try to stay on top of that and provide uh, not necessarily daily, but pretty, pretty close to the market as to where the money's flowing. And that's really helped us in the tactical aspect to select certain sectors or certain kinds of holdings that are going to benefit our clients and also to protect them when the market starts to show that the money's moving out. Yep. That's right. And we, we often say we're not looking to, um, you know, have a quick, uh, a quick gain, or we just want to stay in the main current of the stream. We want right. to stay with where the money's going. 
um, trying to be indifferent between, you know, retail or banks or things, you know, to not say we have a favorite because it's always been right. good to us, but to right. say on today's market, this is where the money's going. Um, and to make sure we're a part of that and make sure our clients are a part of that. Yeah. We don't have a particular, um, ideology, so to speak, that we are trying to hammer on top and try to get that nail in. But what we're trying to do is understand where the market is. And the market has a lot of fluctuation. It has a lot. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, in bonds, I I think at the end of the day, I think bonds are the biggest surprise mm. to most traditional investors mm -hmm. because bonds don't provide that stability within the portfolio. So in a traditional makeup, like a 60-40 or a 70-30 or however you, however you construct your portfolio, to set it and forget it, you're probably you're going to be really disappointed with the dismal returns you're going to get over time. Yep. Because you need to have that dynamic aspects to it. And the risk that you're taking. Right. Um, you know, back when the 60s, you know, bonds and stocks kind of had a negative correlation, meaning if stocks went up, that bonds went down and, and vice versa. But that's shifted over time. You know, it, right. and it's not been stable. You know, there's right. been you know, decades or half decades where it's it's been negative. There's been times where it's been positive. And in March, we saw them both positively correlated, meaning as stocks dip, so did bonds. Right. So just to, I think, constantly be rethinking what is the best place to be now. And that's that's part of being tactical. You know, that's right. part of keeping keeping your finger in the air to kind of sense where the wind is going. And, and I still believe that tactical, I mean, we've looked at a lot of different strategies, and I believe the tactical aspects of investing is still the key for a successful outcome. If you'd like to know more about what we do and how we do it, the information that we are constantly looking at, you know, we, we would be more than happy to sit down and talk to you about your circumstances. Give us a call at our office, 951-684-7011. Uh, Remember, our first interview is always free. Stay tuned for our next section. We're going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org. Or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that we refer to as news you can use. You know, um... Jeremiah, I was reading through various articles. And of course, I read the Wall Street Journal and Barron's, but there was an article in Wall Street Journal. Now, this came back in September, but it's got big, bold print on it. It says the biggest mistakes home buyers and sellers make. And it has some really good, helpful hints for people that are in that situation right now, they're looking to buy or to sell their home. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's great things. I mean, there's some really good things in here. Yeah, and a lot of this is, you know, let's say common knowledge, but it, it's knowledge that people have. You know, they've done this before, but but some of these just good good reminders is I, I feel like we talked to a number of clients, especially younger clients looking to get into a home that are not to say they're they're desperate, but they've been trying. They've been right. trying to get into a home. They've been trying to buy something. They're, they feel like they're being cut out by you know all cash offers or investors, and, and so sometimes the things on their list 
that they must have are, are, are limited. You know, they're, they're cutting them down to try to be competitive. And a few of these that were, were great. So one of them um, I thought was a great in this article was saying, waiving the inspection. I got to tell you, that's got to be the biggest risk factor I can possibly imagine buying something and not having somebody inspect it. Yep. And that's becoming more common at it least is. here in the Inland Empire that people are so desperate to get into homes. You know, they'll say no inspection, no escrow or short escrow period, no inspection. We're just going to jump in for someone who's buying a house, either as an investment or themselves. Um, you just don't know until, you know, you know, to, and to have a professional go through the house and take a look at things, um, especially people who, who on the other side that the sellers know they're selling. So to throw a fresh coat of paint on something to, you know, redo a small wall, make it look good, make it look good. It is very easy by a seller. And if you don't have a sense of that, you don't know what you're walking into. And the expenses that lurk behind that, uh, cosmetic repair can be immense. It can be thousands and thousands of dollars. Uh, I mean, like, you know, black mold, I mean, it could be lurk lurking behind something. You don't even know about it yep. until you've been living in it for a while. Yeah. You know? And an inspection doesn't guarantee you that, but it has a professional walking through the house, you know, at least getting your eyes open. I mean, every house I've ever purchased, every time we ever talk with a client about it, you know, you, you get this report and it, it's not magic. It just opens your eyes to say, Hey, the, this roof is a bit older, or right. there was some water damage at one point here. And so it, usually it requires a little more inspection or just to know, the potential risks as you close that deal. Yeah. I mean, again, I think that um, the market right now is so tight that people get desperate to acquire a property and they will waive what, what you and I would consider is very common sense things that you want to know before you buy a home. It's better to stay in a rental than it is to buy something that is going to be an absolute albatross around your neck for a decade mm -hmm. trying to repair and get along with. Mm -hmm. Um you had an you had a you had something that came up recently that um, was very interesting. You went back and looked at the tax rolls. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was, that was very interesting. Yeah, we we moved not too long ago, and, and part of us were going through that the people who bought the house when they built it themselves. It's a beautiful home. They they did a great job, but they built it, and so their their taxes were based on the raw land value, and they'd been paying that for a number of years. And so there's just a, a question of you know what happens here. So we actually ended up writing a letter and actually went to the assessor. We got some responses from the the assessor of Riverside to kind of discuss um, you know, this is the way this is going to be held uh, dealt with you know as part of the transfer of the ownership to make sure that I didn't somehow walk into right. you know a reassessment of saying oh by the way we should have reassessed this you know ten years ago we didn't realize it now we know so here's this lien on the property for you know and it just kind of clearing my mind and getting a sense from the assessor, how the process usually works right. and how those, you know, those taxes kind of stay with the original owner. But it was just an item that as we're going through details, we notice it. And it, you know, at the end of the day, it was an easy, easy thing to clear up, but we didn't want to walk into this unknown liability. Right. So I think paying attention and having professionals with you that can help draw your attention to, um, that, that would fall meaningful. under a, a selling mistake that would be fudging the facts and the flaws. I mean, that's, mm. Clearly, the owner knew in that situation that he was paying, they were paying below assessed values, yep. but just didn't report it and the county didn't pick it up. So. Yeah. And then the, the nice part about them, they they had no problem saying, oh, yeah, that, we should have been doing it for years. It, it must it must have been an oversight. So no problem. We'll, we'll take that. But it was a good aspect. To your comment, one of the things on the selling side of building, selling a house is is the, the, the maintenance. Don't cover things up. Right. Um, I, every time... We have clients sell a house just being open. You know, it's a good market to, to sell. So to say, right. yep, the roof's old, the pipes are okay, but look at this great house. Do you right. want it? And right. being very candid helps protect you in the future.
Again, I think uh, the one of the things that oftentimes people do is they they make a decision quickly without really pausing. In this marketplace, is so hard and so difficult for people to get into a home. It's frustrating. I mean, I've heard stories again and again about people that have attempted to buy and they got outbid. They go, I got outpriced, and they just were left without really any any way in which they can do it. This article is a good one. It's if you want us to send it out to you, it's called the mistakes that home buyers and sellers make. We'd be more than happy to make a free reprint and send it out to you, uh, not only for you, but also somebody that you know. Um, so just give us a call at the office. It's 951-684-7011, or simply go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Until next week, folks. May you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. The information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors, Inc. is a registered investment advisor.